Well, a gunicor, a rengetal chest of Firkinosarum Hainis, Mavan Caleb, Sivin, a good chance I can court the hurt and the corsum. A sinter can rade, and made the dinner to Balyagas, interfoes, and made dinner when a charafas and osh knew Idakish at all askle to new. Dear friends, it's a very great pleasure always to have an opportunity of visiting our neighbours and. I must say as well, lest any of you have the slightest impulse, be very grateful for the rain. <laughs> as I keep saying to people, badly needed. And in the East Coast, in fact, as I travel around the country, more needed than, uh, than, uh, than in other parts of the country. It's such a great pleasure to be here at Dublin Zoo. And uh, also I want to thank um, the director, Leo Osterfegel, for his invitation to be here. And it was a very, and it was there he is behind me. And it was a very great pleasure to uh, hear from the president of the Zoological Society. And I so wish you well in your term of office. Um, <clears throat> I think that I want to to say, as Michael Daly has said, uh, the, this is a very important resource. I must say too that as we go off to attend uh, our different functions about 200 a year, and as I drive past the zoo, one of the regular comments Sabine and I make to each other, will you look at all the people going into the zoo? And we're absolutely pleased that it has really expanded to be the valuable facility that it is today. I often think back uh, to the time when, uh, how much we owe, oh, everyone here is so young, but how much we owe, for example, to the loan of the two pandas we got from the People's Republic of China when the zoo needed it. As you know, we had a very, very special, special um, period in the history of the zoo. And uh, I think what happened was is that the figures were going down and everyone wanted to see the pandas. But now everyone can see so much. And I want to come to that because I've just come through this new facility. It's only three years ago I was here to open the new sea lion cove which is a, a testament to the creativity and vision of the director and his committed team. And today's initiative is even yet again another dedicated education centre. Uh, talking to people on, in Dublin and with their great wit, uh, they will speak to you with about how the zoo was very important in the different generations of their lives. A trip to the zoo would be a favourite from relation to special days and special events and special celebrations such as birthdays and family get-togethers. And then, of course, the school tours that came when the, uh, in the summertime. So I think that through all the generations of not just Dublin but all over Ireland, the visit to the zoo is etched somewhere in your memory. But I think that many might have come originally with a sense of curiosity about an, an, an animal life. But now they're going to see so, there's so much, it has just so come on. And as you, not just as your neighbour, but as president of Ireland, I want to congratulate the zoo for the way that they have seriously embellished everything they're doing. For example, I've been very, very struck all of you who have been coming here regularly, but the huge advances in relation to horticultural diversity. 
it's just splendid. To, that is a whole new dimension to coming in here. In fact, you'd have to add more time on to be able to take it all in. And I think that that fits very well with the passion for conservation. As you have heard from the president of the Zoological Society, um, that the zoo has been open since 1831. And it is, when people come to it now, they are seeing something that is really very, very important to us all. Because outside in the world, uh, all of us who are very serious about our planet and about diversity have to be serious about responding to climate change and have to be serious about sustainability. But it is in here when you can encounter not just the variety and wonder and richness of all forms of life on our planet, but also its vulnerability, that we have such a very, very great opportunity. And as we, I think today, I think now what you have is a discovery and learning campus to which today's opening will be such a further addition. I think as well, What's most always interesting, at one of a function of mine, I remember 40 years ago speaking in the Shannad about the difference between an adult and a child in handling a scorpion. I was watching three children with a scorpion in their hand. And the way that a child's wonder is in fact on the sheer beauty of the form of life that is in fact on its hand or without its looking. And this is something that we have to sustain right through education. And education will gain from the facilities that are, that are available here. As well as that, it is distressing for all of you uh, when you read in the international press of the new threats often that are there to some of our most endangered species. And the threats that are coming from those whose forms of life and use of uh, forms of life absolutely uh, to be deplored. I think that what the zoological parks have had a history in relation to public consciousness. I think across the world they may have indeed begun as recreational or indeed tourist attractions. But it is the case that the most progressive and enlightened quite early and I pay tribute to the director and all of his committed staff. And very particularly, this is one of the things that is not sufficiently recognised, the enormous army of volunteers who have diffed through the generations have been committed to Dublin Zoo and have made such a contribution to it. And I think as well, where the progressive and enlightened have really built themselves into the consciousness of the public and they're provoking the consciousness of the public in terms of conservation. And they're now multidisciplinary spaces dedicated to protecting our planet and all its different plant and animal species for the benefit of existing and future generations. An informed public, an informed public on everything is our greatest resource for sustainability and responding uh, to climate change. And sometimes it's difficult to make the argument. It's a very harsh fact that to think about our planet's 4.5 billion years of existence. But all of the great dangers we now face were created because we uncritically accepted a single model over the last 250 years. Great, great damage can be done in what are relatively, in the history of our planet, very short periods of time. And Dublin Zoo then, I think, helps enormously in keeping the public informed 
And what we're going to see inside her, the wonderful, I must pay tribute to the architects involved. The architecture is excellent. Innovative education, conservation, research projects linked with international projects. These are all happening now, and it is why Dublin Zoo is at the forefront of the new version of the zoo. And this enables the introduction of the public to a wide variety of wildlife, including, as I've mentioned, the endangered species and the education visitors about the natural environment and the importance of conservation and preserving our biodiversity. I, I think, let me hope that we're past the notion that there is some choice out there between conservation and modernity or conservation and progress. The only progress is an ethical progress. And that ethical progress is deepening the consciousness about all the vulnerabilities, about the different species and forms of biodiversity that are in danger. I actually looked at the number of international conservation programs in which the zoo is actively involved, including providing funding for the conservation of endangered species. And then what you have to do, the breeding of threatened species, such as golden lime tamarinds, the reintroduction of extinct species back into the wild, and then always the organisation of awareness. And this is where we're back to the volunteers again, of course, too, that army, that most unattractive task of raising money. I don't think in many ways it all comes together. I welcome the zoo's support for other projects, uh, such as peatland conservation and the, presentation, the preservation of genetic material of threatened animals while also engaging in considerable work to support the preservation of wildlife here in Ireland. And it is when one visits uh, the, the, the uncorrupted bog and you think of all the life that, uh, that is in it, realise how, in fact, we must have the discipline to think long. Now, the role of Dublin Zoo, I have referred to it already, home to 600 animals in an environment where education and conservation are combining to become a stimulating learning resource, a living classroom that enables all visitors to discover and experience the living world. And people can, can come often and do parts of their consciousness in one part one day and save other projects for another. And the opening of the Discovery and Learning Centre that now completes the Discovery and Learning Campus and it will position Dublin Zoo as being among the leaders of environmental education in Ireland. It is an impressive education hub and as I walked through with Sabina, the state-of-the-art classroom, the lecture theatre, the Discovery Centre, the very fine, well-designed auditorium, these are all facilities that will interact to deliver to the best standards of education practice. Celebrating global biodiversity, designed to bring visitors on a visual and also a tactile journey of discovery of hundreds of species. We have an animal background that is an animal essence that involves celebrating all of the senses. And I hope and my wish Marukron here in Kunkrikakar, Lishameda Tolarum, Gwimgagragas Banak, that Gokdan at Yakakanshah. I so wish that the curiosity of visitors, young and old, will be imbued with an even greater sense of wonder and care for our vulnerable natural world after the visit to Dublin Zoo. And you know, we're already on a very good curve. 
with 70,000 learners a year coming to Dublin Zoo to take part in tours, take part in programmes, camps and workshops. And I think there's something wonderful about something. We, sometimes we need to hear some good news. And the good news is about us, Sabina and I, we visit about 250, 200 visits outside of the Aorus, and about 20,000 come through the Aorus. But one of the things that is interesting are the young people who, with the raised beds in all of the different schools that I visit. People knowing where food comes from. And I pay tribute to those boards of management and teachers and all of those who are showing that. And here again, you can see in Dublin Zoo, I think among the, its programmes for young people, the experience of growing their own food and hearing and learning of the benefits of sustainable food production. And that is such a great, great addition, how the process of production works to trace the food back to the landscape. The importance of that word that now everyone is beginning to understand. Ecology, ecosystem, how things live together in interdependence with each other. And then there's the respect of the work of the hands that bring food to our tables. So it's a great story, the story of Dublin Zoo. A story of its evolution and ever-increasing importance and transitioning in ways that are thoughtful and ethical. No longer simply a place to be entertained or your curiosity to be satisfied, but all of this as well. And today we're celebrating a milestone, another milestone, the new Discovery and Learning Centre, dedicated to children from wherever they come from, for learners from preschool up to adult education. And the new facility will be led by the very distinguished master ceremonies we have today, Alien Tennant. And it is clear that all of that team that work with her are not just knowledgeable, but they're passionate and committed, and everyone will gain from that. So we are welcoming a very welcome extension to what is already a great world-leading resource. So Marfakalsh Skerig's Concrete Rob Laura Lom, Tris Liamlev, I so congratulate you for all of these wonderful initiatives. I congratulate the public who support it. And I very much see it as one of the greatest, most hopeful signs we have of living sustainable, caring lives together, sharing, and it's something I have often stressed, sharing with all life, vulnerability and care. And therefore, in that sense, then, creating a future that we're honouring all, all of our commitments to intergenerational justice so that future generations will have an even richer world than the one we're having on to them. Mila Buica, Sasesh, the clerk.